Welcome back to another episode of the Roots to Rocket Science podcast. We are joined today by Sarah and Mary of the Her Vibe is Pretty podcast. If you're not following them, you should be. Take it away, ladies. Well, we are so excited to be getting vibey with these two fantastic women. I was so drawn to you guys when I first heard about your podcast. And I have to be completely honest. You know, I really enjoy podcasts, but I don't have a lot of time to listen to them because my day is just crazy. I feel like I have to get up an hour earlier just to listen to it. But it takes a lot for me to get excited about spending that time listening because, like I said, I'm just always on the go. And I have to tell you, I have it's been a really long time since I've been this excited about listening and actually changing my daily schedule to listen and oh to actually gosh. listen to it again and take the time to take notes to become that. to really, really focus on being, you know, the evolved woman. And also I love how you guys talk about, you know, write out your perfect day. Like all mm-hmm. these things, you know, there are podcasts out there that are great to listen to, but when you actually are very articulate and you're organized and you actually give the tools to really do the work, it makes it so much easier when you're as busy as I am. And so I cannot even begin to tell you how much I love, love, love this podcast. If you guys have not even heard of Your Vibe, your vibe is Pretty, you have to check it out. And and you'll hear today as you're going to fall in love with these two just like I did immediately. And it was just like... It hit me like a ton of bricks, and I loved it. It was just amazing. I can't say much about it. It means a ton coming from you, especially because I look at you as somebody who's already so evolved and so woke. And so when we started Her Vibe is Pretty, Mm -hmm. it's for everybody, but we all know with marketing, if you niche down, (laughs) then you can grow it in Mm -hmm. in a quicker manner. And we really want to make this thing massive because there's so much good wisdom and knowledge there that will really help people live their best lives like truly live their best lives i know that's a very common societal thing right now live your best life but it's like we actually take it to the next level you do you guys are so deep that way i love it yeah thank you our intention was more so beginners like okay if we were starting this journey Mm -hmm. from day one what would we need to hear what would we like to hear what would help us because for me i've been on this journey for about three years mary how long have you been on it for I've been into this kind of stuff for a long time. I remember going through a breakup in high school, and my dad gave me um, highly effective people. Seven Habits for Highly oh, Effective sure. Teens is the book that he gave me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Like, read this. That's I was sweet. like, whoa. Like, it just really helped make and process everything I was going through at the time. Because remember, in high school, like, breakups are the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was, so I've always had an interest in it, but... As I make my way through life, I'm a yoga teacher, so that kind of took me through a different realm. And then as I get more into meditation and stuff, that takes me through a different road. Now starting this podcast, it's become so much more of a part of my life. I'm not just a, oh, I'm going to wake up and have some positive intentions today. So it's hard to say exactly when it started. I don't know. The day my dad handed me that. Yeah. (laughs) The point is, we, we just want to be there and be the support for somebody who is really just starting to get into this. I mean, three years ago, I wish I had this podcast. I'm sure. I had to do, and and it's okay because everything's happening for all of us in perfect timing. Mm -hmm. Everything's in divine timing. But over the past three years, I really had to do a lot. I I read books and listened to hundreds of hours of podcasts Mm -hmm. and, and it was great. And I, and it's for a reason. I learned so much through that, that I can now bring the podcast. But if I had something like this at the beginning of my journey, I think it would have been a lot easier for me to really start embodying this stuff. So back to what I was saying, it means so much that somebody like you is still valuing 
are getting gaining value from it. A lot of value because it, it just means the world to us to hear that. And I love too. You touched on a thing about the actionable steps, and that was something we experimented in the beginning and, mm-hmm. and is stuck because we've gotten some feedback about that where people are like. We hear these things, you know, it's nice to know what to do, but you guys give us a way to actually do it. And it's so important. It's so important yeah. because it's easy to just listen to these things on your commute and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that was lovely. Loved it. Felt great for the next hour. And yeah. then it's, there's nothing but to say, hey, actually we have a worksheet you can do mm-hmm. or try this exercise or pause or listen to this when you're not driving and in a safe mm-hmm. place, close right. your eyes, feel the feels, mm-hmm. like do the work because that's where the real magic happens. Yeah. It's so true. And, you know, I think that women that are very serious about making a change as becoming the more evolved woman, mm-hmm. you do have to do the work. And and the fact that you give those tools, it, it does, it makes it so much easier. And yeah. I love to listen to it on my way to work, but then more importantly, I'm so excited to get home at night and make this part. Yeah. So I have a daily, like a morning routine, but now I'm incorporating a nightly routine yes. because of your podcast. Oh, so thank you. like That's my so favorite cool thing that. is like to you know, you wake up, you light the incense, you start, you set intentions for the day, you do a little yeah. stretching, mm-hmm. meditate, you know, um, journal because journaling is a big part of my day as well. Okay. But then now I, I had always like had this morning routine developed, but I didn't ever have an evening routine developed. So now having sort of like the bookends to my day, it just makes it so much more, um, mm-hmm. enriched, I guess, yeah, you know, at the end of the day. Amazing. And so I love to like listen to your podcast in the morning and then write it out and actually do the work later on at night. And I just get so excited to do that I because that. I feel like it makes me grow so much faster. It's yeah. very, it accelerates the growth just yeah. like to a different level than when you're trying to do it all on your own because you're just not sure. But that guidance is everything. Yeah. So, and I like to, what a smart idea to listen to it in the morning. Let those thoughts sort of marinate yes. in your brain a little bit throughout the day process. Yeah. And then in the evening, it gives you time to really reflect on it. Yeah. Let's suggest that to our listeners. I know. <laughs> so another thing with that is we're huge fans and we talk about breathwork and meditation all the time mm-hmm. on our podcast. And the reason behind that is because what I've noticed, and I was just talking to somebody yesterday about this, is that, and I'm sure you guys will agree, I think a big gap right now in the personal development realm is that it's still a lot of my mind talking to your mind, your mind talking to our minds. And we all know that the mind is very, like 95% of it, I think Joe Dispenza says, is your conditioning and your childhood. Mm -hmm. And so if you take something into your mind and that 5% consciousness, it's eventually going to be overpowered by the 95%. And so when you can get the lessons into your body, though, I feel like that, at least in my experience, is when I can actually embody them. So that's why we're starting to invite in more breathwork. And I know that you did our bonus episode is breathwork. That was super. So what I felt is like if you can learn a lesson and you can, of course, we need our minds. And of course, that they are so beneficial, but they control us too much right now. So what I found is that if you can learn a lesson and you can take that lesson and you can breathe with the lesson and you can breathe it into your body mm-hmm. and at the same time release stuck emotions and traumas from your body. Yeah. That's when you actually start to show up and live life it's as true. your evolved woman, as your high or evolved man, as your mm-hmm. highest. And that just really means your highest, best, most authentic self, your soul, the part of you that is pure love, pure light, pure consciousness. So that's why I feel the breath work and the meditation is so powerful. And we've really tried to embed that into our podcast as well, because 
like Mary was saying earlier, and like you had mentioned too, if you just listen to something and you don't revisit it, you just kind of yeah. forget about it. And you go off. Yeah, it's getting in. Yeah. yeah. No. That was kind of me for a couple of years in my start of my journey. I'd read a book and I'm like, this is amazing. Love it. And then the and next then day, like, it was what? like. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did read that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we want our listeners to really embed the stuff into their bodies so that they can really show up for themselves. And, yeah, you've got to practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And consistently practice. That's something, too, is so you can't just meditate once and now yeah. you're fixed and it all makes yeah. sense. It's something that you need yeah. to show up on a regular daily basis, ideally, yeah. and Definitely. and keep keep doing the work, keep showing up. Mm-hmm. That, for me, like I said, I, I've dabbled in meditation and not even breath work. I thought I knew what breath work was because I teach <laughs> yoga and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> Very different. But I didn't consistently start doing a meditation practice until a couple months ago mm. and the changes I've seen in the last few months insane monumental yeah. compared to yeah. what mm. I've done before and like you said I think that big difference is it's not just thinking the affirmations mm-hmm. but it's going so much deeper with the breath into the body and actually feeling the feelings mm-hmm. instead of just thinking about the feelings right and it's so tricky with meditation because you know, I'll meditate for six months and I'm stuck, or at least I feel stuck like I'm not growing from it. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have this conversation with him. I'm like, I'm just so frustrated with meditation. It's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I'm wasting my time. He's like, wait a second. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the case at all. And I want you to talk about that because there was this analogy that this monk gave. Um, what is the name of that book? It is so phenomenal. The Mindless Mindfulness, bliss, and beyond. beyond. Okay, mm-hmm. what is that guy's name? We'll find it. We'll have to could, yeah, jot it down. It. You will love it. So basically, it's this monk that he was told what if he if he actually writes on his life, he's going to be come back as a donkey for eight years. No, for next seven <laughs> lives. If, supposedly, this <laughs> in the Buddhist religion, they were if the, if you write about it or tell other people about what you're doing. You could spend seven lives as a dog. <laughs> I'm screwed. Lifetime donkey. I like to start people with showing them what they're dealing with, yeah. and and um, like I was talking to Jeremiah over here, and, and I said, "Hey, you know, you've got this mind that doesn't want to stop, right?" And he was telling me that he's had people suggest that he, you know, go on medication for that kind of thing and I said you know everybody's got that problem Mm. and I gave him an exercise and I was listening to Joe Rogan one time and he had a Navy SEAL on there and this guy um, he was talking about how we get how we get got through buds and he was saying that you know you have to think very small you can't think you know I just have to get past the next two weeks I have to get past the next 20 minutes so I started thinking about you know mindfulness and trying to you know let's let's test this theory with mindfulness and and so i said here's the exercise you breathe in and every time you breathe in you're going to count your breath so you're going to be one two three on every on every intake every exhale all you're going to focus on is getting to the next breath getting to the next like if you breathe in you go one then you go i've got to go to two Mm. then you go two I've got to get to three. Three, I've got to get to four. And I asked him, I said, how, what number do you think you should, would be able to get to? And he says, a couple of hundred. 
And I said, you'd be lucky to get to 10. And he said, no way. And he goes, yeah, I'll try it. The next day, he was in back. I walk in, and I heard this, six! <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we're dealing with. Yeah. We're dealing with that. Totally. And, and those thoughts are here to stop you. Yeah. Every sense you have and every thought you have mm-hmm. is here to stop you. Right. And you need to not want anything. You literally, when you're meditating, it, anything that comes up, anything that happens, I mean, it, drop it. Yeah. You've got to drop everything. Mm-hmm. But to, to realize, you know, you, I've had times where days I would go where I, 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 if I have trouble clearing my mind, I go back to that, you know, counting my breath mm-hmm. and just focusing on the next number. Mm-hmm. And there are days that I've gone just getting to one. I couldn't get past one. So, but the analogy that, that I, this, this uh, Buddhist monk was talking about is you don't get paid every day when you go to work. That's, you yeah. work every day, like you work on Monday, you don't get paid. You work on Tuesday, you don't get paid. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes two weeks, and then you get paid. Meditation is the same thing. Mm-hmm. So every day you're working, and you get then you get mm-hmm. paid. And sometimes you get paid the stuff that's unbelievable. Yeah. Like if you're if you disappear, if you <laughs> if you're not here in the room anymore. Yeah. Um, all sorts of different things. And you can have it's you know really interesting visuals. Um, yeah. And at some point you'll actually see. Like you guys, are, you've seen Avatar. These weird animals. I actually have not seen the movie, but I know it's, a, it's, it's like the greatest movie ever. But. but there's there's these weird like beings that come through, and the thing is, you the second you go, oh my gosh, or you focus or you look at it, mm-hmm. it's gone. Yeah, yeah. And you just gotta let it all happen. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it. Yeah, I completely. I love that everything that you just said, and I think the reason why and let me know your thoughts on this is because the mind is trying to keep us safe the best it knows how to mm-hmm. it's trying to keep us safe from a fear-based place whereas the soul the evolved woman the evolved man your highest self which is housed in your body that pure consciousness that non-physical part of you is also knows how to keep us safe but from a place of love of thriving whereas mind's trying to keep us just Simply surviving. Yeah. I, I look at it like this. We're in soul school right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and driving, these are rental cars. There's nothing you can do to this body that would offend me. I don't care. Uh, I'm going to give it back at some point. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to trade it in. Um, but that mind that is, you know, we, we see it as keeping us safe. I think it's more than that. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's part of the school. And, and the fact that you can't shut it down would tell you that it's not you, okay? Right. And if, this, if, if, there's, if there's a school here, what does it do? And, and it's to, we're all young souls if we're in this level. Some of us older than others, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But if you're still here, that means you've got work to do. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got to get beyond the fear get beyond the I have to protect myself because mm-hmm. what are you trying to protect right. 
the body that you don't own, yeah. mainly, yeah. the life that you don't have, um, you're in a dream. Right. I mean, simply put, you're in a dream. Mm-hmm. But this dream is here to, to train your soul. Because let's, you know, there's there are things that you can manifest here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a very young person, I had a wart on my thumb. I looked at my mom and I said, it was getting really large. And I said, uh, we need to get go get this burned off. And she looked at me and she said, think it away. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> to have that kind of training at such a young age. And I said, yeah. you can do that? And she said, yeah. Took me four months, around about three to four months, it was gone. Wow. Which is a viral infection. Amazing. Okay. Um, I was a wrestler. I literally hyperextended my leg, so it was sitting right here. I was looking at the bottom. I was looking at the bottom of my foot, and I snapped it back in. I went to the. I had torn all sorts of ligaments in my in my knee, and I said, you know, they were going to go do orthoscopic surgery, and they said, I said, show me a model of my knee. Show me where the ligaments are. Show me what I damaged. Three months later, I went back, got another MRI, all cleaned up. Wow. I woke up the day I was turned 40. I, I couldn't feel my right arm. And it still atrophied from this. I, I used to be 240 pounds and I was had a 31-inch waist. So I was like pretty good size. Um, the day I woke up at 40, I'm like, what the hell? So I went to a, a um, neurologist. He did back surgeries. He, he looked, he did a scan on my back, on my neck, between C5 and C6. My spinal cord went down to nothing. It was just crushed in with a disc. He says, you have degenerative disc disease. I said, really? Okay. Um, he said, I'm going to shut my practice down right now. This is in Newport Beach, California. <clears throat> We're going to walk across the street to Hogue Hospital. I've already got the room set up. I'm going to fuse your spine between C5 and C6. And in order to do that, they have to, they go in from the front. Okay. And they, they were going to put a plate between C5 and C6. And he says, you can sneeze and be a quadriplegic. You can, you can reach over and pick something up and be a quadriplegic with what you have right now. I said, show me a model. Show me what's going on. Three months later, I walked back in, got another MRI. He got mad at me and told me to get out of this. Oh, my god! He said, this is impossible. Get out of here. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. How'd you so, do it? Yeah, tell us everything. <laughs> I, I, I focused on the healing. So with my neck, I knew it was a disc. Okay, mm-hmm. So I imagine that disc is like a, a, a flattened inner tube. Okay? And I, I imagined it just kind of filling back up with air. And, and reshaping itself, and it did. And so, was With, this in a daily meditation that you did, or? Not. It was. It was hourly. Oh. I did it all day, oh, okay. and I didn't do nothing but focus on it. I literally, like, in the middle of me, and I was designing stuff. I was. I've designed rockets mm-hmm. and spacecraft and all this stuff in my life, right? So, I was designing all these different things. And at the same time, I would just kind of like flip on the switch and um, just tell my body to heal. And then I'd just go back to doing what I was doing. Um, And all of those types of things, talking about meditation, 
every one of those things, every, everything that you're focused on, you could be like, you could be knitting something, you could be doing cross stitch, you could be doing, you know, with me it was hardcore math and design. Um, every bit of that's meditative, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I, I know you asked me a question, or, or we were talking about <laughs> something before that, and I had the reason I was so we were talking about point. mine keeping us safe from a fear-based place. Soul body knows how to keep us safe from a place of love. Yeah. Okay. So I was able to manifest mm -hmm. those changes in my body, which you would normally need surgery for, right. right? So you've got here, you've got some a taste of what you might be able to do if you had more power, if you had more. Um, if, if that manifestation gets to the point where you say, I want this and it shows up, okay? Well, first of all, if you're still a fearful person, and this is why we're in this school here, mm -hmm. if you're still a fearful person and you've got power, you're now dangerous, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to not, we're supposed to be the Christ-like beings here. We're supposed to learn our way into that. And you may have a few, probably lots of iterations to get there. Because most of us, this is a, this is, all of this is fear. Every bit of it. Turn on the TV, it's fear. Um, you talk to somebody, you want to get somebody to do something, it's fear. Mm -hmm. We will go so much farther to avoid fear than to go after something that's pleasurable. Mm -hmm. That's who we are. We're, okay. we're still monkeys, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get the monkey out of the soul and teach the soul. Because of the, if you take, if you were to just leapfrog this thing and, and have the strength to manifest anything you wanted to, say I didn't like the way you were looking at me right now because it just bothered me that you're judging me or something, right? My, my fears were taking over. And I had the ability to, like, to wish you into the you know, golf course behind us. What kind of life would that be? Right, right. You know, look at the interactions where somebody comes over and does something and and maybe deep down inside you have this, what? You know, you, you're going to get them back. Mm -hmm. Well, if you carried that fear into some area where you, where you actually could manifest, mm -hmm. like for real and powerful, you'd be dangerous. Yeah, well, we even talk about how if you had that ability to manifest anything that you want whenever you want life wouldn't be fun it's about the journey of getting right. to the thing. all of its journey yeah. yeah exactly like when you said it was you know when you were learning and like three years ago mm -hmm. when you started the journey it was a lot of work yeah. so you were putting so yeah. much effort into it but it wasn't supposed to be easy right because you needed to get through mm -hmm. that process to get exactly. to where you are now and right. you're so knowledgeable now yeah. it's just yeah. amazing what you've done yeah, yeah. Appreciating the journey to me is accepting everything, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because there is not, there isn't anything that I could give you that was going to satisfy me. Mm -hmm. Nothing. But you can look at life and you can go, "I'm always going to be satisfied." Mm -hmm. If you if you look at life and say, "I'd be satisfied if I had this," it doesn't matter what that this is. It could be a Mercedes. It could be a you know new clothes. It could be you know an, an animal. It could be anything. The second you get that, the, that didn't work. So you're now looking for the next thing, exactly. right? Yeah, that's what our episode today actually that <laughs> dropped is all about. Just and say that. I just wrote an Instagram post about it this morning. It's not a win-then game. 
It's not when I get the money or when I get the car or when I get the house that I will be this because the thing's never going to get you the feeling. What I said in our podcast is like, the feeling's going to get you the feeling. So it's like, okay, how can, that's what we're inviting everybody to do today is how can I feel more of what I desire to feel instead of setting these external goals. Goals are not a bad thing at all by any means, but set the goal of the feeling first. How do you want to feel in this lifetime? Do you want to feel free? Do you want to feel confident? Do you want to feel abundant? Figure out how to feel it now because that's the only way. Because that's why there are multimillionaires who are so miserable. Celebrities who are so miserable Mm -hmm. because they think the things are going to bring them the feeling, but it's not true. It's not true. You won't stop searching for the external solution, something outside of yourself to fill those needs or those desires, Mm -hmm. but instead starting to look within. And that's a practice that I'm trying to be a lot more focused on because I am very much the... I want this and I want that and I want that. And and I've had, yeah. And then I'm realizing that's what got us to do this episode is I'm Mm -hmm. realizing I've, I've checked a lot of these boxes and I'm, I mean, it's exciting when you first do it and then you're like, all right, now what? And it's, that's, it's, it's a never ending Mm -hmm. cycle. Well, I, so my profession is I focus on, I'm a food and body coach. Mm-hmm. So I really help people with binge and emotional eating. And it's the same thing there. It's like, they think that the food is going yeah. to bring them. Right. Yes. But what's happening in all of this really is we all have these wounds in our body and these traumas in our body and these needs. And we try to externalize the way that we heal them. And we meet mm-hmm. those needs through food, through alcohol, through whatever it is outside of ourselves, through the money, through the work, through the job, through the career. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, none of that stuff is going to heal the wounds. It's not going to meet the needs. Only you can do that on your own, in your own body, with your breath, working with your mind, your mind, body, soul, harmony. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's where a lot of the big disconnect is in society today is because we are so disconnected from our bodies, our minds, because you have a really good point. I mean, when I said that, I was like, okay, the mind's trying to keep us safe from a fear-based place, which I do still think is true, but obviously the power of the mind is not a joke, but it's like we have to get that harmony. And that's where it's just, there's a big disconnect. Even though it's right here, it's like there's a big disconnect from the mind and the body. All of what you're talking about, I believe, is here to distract. Mm -hmm. To make it. Yeah. You're supposed, this is not supposed to be easy. To, to, To change, you have to truly change. Mm-hmm. And, and in order to truly change nothing can get to you yeah. that's why there's so much here that's, that does get to you yeah. it's every second of the day that we have every to fight day. it mm-hmm. right. well, so and these opportunities to practice absolutely the shift or every second of the day that we get to fight it Right, yes. we get to. It's yes. almost yes. a gift. It, it is, is a gift. gift, and it's all about perspective. Yeah, you know, every single one of us has a different perspective. If you are, you know, driving down the road and somebody cuts you off, you know, you might react differently than you. Well, we all would act react differently. Mm-hmm. I might get really pissed off and think, "Oh my god, that guy's attacking me," or I could just go about my day and say, "Okay, that guy's that guy issue, whatever," and just keep going. But we have to think about these things with a very positive, open-minded perspective so that we can continue to grow because it's when we shut it off is when we're not growing. Right. Think about all those opportunities every time during the day that we have for growth. And when you're letting the conditioned mind react to what's happening instead of consciously choosing how you're going to react to something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, reacting from here rather than from here. Yes. That is so beautiful. I wrote about that the other day too, inviting everybody to just drop into your body more. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you said with the breath, that's why that's so powerful. It's because the breath gets you in your body. Mm-hmm. 
we are all such shallow breathers, but yeah. if you look at the way puppies, look at him breathing yeah. right now from his belly. Yeah. Same with, <laughs> same with babies. Puppies and babies yeah. innately breathe from their belly, yeah. and that's, they're so connected at they that are. point to themselves. And then we grow up, and there's stressors, and there's experiences, mm. and we start, we're shallow breathers now. We breathe through our chest. Yeah. And I'm like, everybody gets to practice breathing into your body. Mm. I told them, I, I said the other day, I came up with this, I'm like, pretend you're heart has eyes and you're seeing everything from here oh that's a great analogy and it works like all of us right now just like pretend your heart has eyes and you're seeing all of this right now from this perspective it's powerful it is powerful so powerful i can feel it and you know going back to the breath work thing so like i was saying a few minutes ago for six months i felt so stagnant like i was Mm -hmm. just feeling like i was failing at my meditation and then I stumbled across your bonus episode, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to try this. Because I, I literally, I couldn't sleep. I'm like, i got to do something. And I did, and oh, my gosh, your breath work was so powerful. It, it, I felt like it um, affected every cell in my body. And when I got done with it, I, I went to a place where I don't even know where I was. And I came out of it feeling nauseous, but I don't look at that as a negative. I look right. at that as a very positive perspective. Yeah. It, I feel like I just had the opportunity to just like unleash a bunch of stuff yeah. that was like stagnant for yes. so long and I got rid of it. Yeah. It felt so good that I was just overwhelmed I by love it. That. That's such a good it analogy. Was amazing. That's a, that well that's what breathworks does, right? There's like just these trapped energies and traumas yes. and emotions. Maybe from 20, 30 oh, years ago, you know? And yeah. and when you breathe in that intentional way deep into the body, it just like one of my friends came up with this analogy, I can't take credit, but it's like a bath bomb. So there's all these little bath bombs. You know what a bath bomb is? Yes. Okay. (laughs) They're like kind of up and coming. So, but they're just bath bombs. Yeah. These bath bombs of emotion that have been stuck for years and years and years. For some reason, when you intentionally breathe in that way, it just starts popping open those bath bombs and then you release it and you release Mm -hmm. and you release through the breath. And then you just, yeah, you create space Mm -hmm. to step up into your highest self a little bit more. I've had some interesting emotional releases during Mm -hmm. my breathwork sessions and my meditation sessions Mm -hmm. where one minute I'm crying, (laughs) tears are streaming, and it's like on the exhale for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. I feel it especially there when I like, ah, like let that air out. It sometimes turns into sobs, and it's it feels so healing. It doesn't feel like this the wah-wah crying, any party crying. It's like this powerful release. Mm -hmm. And then I've also had it on the opposite end of laughter where I can tap into this this laughter and it's just pouring out of me and it feels so good. Mm-hmm. Think about that next time if you ever yeah, do. Or screaming is another really common yeah. one. Like just mm-hmm. letting out these huge screams can be so healing and such a release. Yeah. I mean, there are so many different things that can happen in breathwork mm-hmm. and the minds of us want to judge and be like, oh, I should scream. I shouldn't cry. I shouldn't what are people do this. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. What are people going to think? What am I going to think? Because I even had an experience once where I wanted to scream. It was early on in my journey and I the mind in me was like, that's weird. Don't do that. <laughs> but then I finally let myself and I was like, wow, what a release. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That's powerful stuff. Sometimes when I meditate, kind of like the bath bomb, mm-hmm. um, I, I visualize like snow coming out of me and that snow is all of the emotions that are trapped in my like muscle mm-hmm. memory. And I just visualize like snow out of every single, you know, from my head to my toes just yeah. coming out. And, that can be very powerful for just releasing old yeah. stuff from, totally. from years. Well, didn't you you had an interesting visualization too, where you're like floating in water or something like that? 
Yeah, so that's what I, yeah, when I'm meditating, I'll do that. It's very helpful. So I just pretend that I'm, I think I learned this, do you know Abraham Hicks? Yeah. Of course. So <laughs> I think Abraham Hicks recommended this, but um, they said to visualize that you're floating on top of water. And I love, I love it so much. And then, so you're like floating on this water. And then every time you notice yourself in thought, the thoughts pull you under the water. And you have to release those thoughts in order to pop back up. I think they said it was like a cork analogy. You're like Mm -hmm. a cork. So that's what I do. I visualize myself on, like, I see the beach. The beach is my happy place. So I see the beach. I see the house that I'm manifesting in my life. So that kind of throws that in there to the visualization. And that's how I meditate. And it helps because, and I also actually visualize too. Visualization can just be so powerful. I visualize like there's a waterfall coming out of the back of my head and my thoughts are just flowing down the waterfall into the lake. And then, yeah, when I notice myself in thought, I'm like, sometimes I'll just be in a little thought. And so I'm like halfway under the water, but sometimes I'll be all the way under drowning. And then I have to release those thoughts in order to pop back up. And that's helped me meditate. Yeah. Yeah. That can be super powerful. Sometimes when I listen to the (laughs) guided ones, um, I really like Joe Dispenza's guided meditations and my visualization is that I feel myself being like pulled up to space, almost oh, like yeah. a UFO is like pulling mm-hmm. me up in their beam. And it's just like, my arms are relaxed. My legs are relaxed and my heart is pulling me up. And that's worked for me. I actually haven't done that one in a while, but mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. It's really cool. We've got to get them hooked up with Robert. Monroe. Yeah. You mentioned him yesterday. Oh my God. Yeah. It is so powerful. You guys are going to love that. Meditation? Yeah, and you close that lid. Whether it be your whole body, you just put it in that box. Or sometimes I do that. Yeah. Or I just put like this whole building is the stress of the job. Yeah. I put that in my box and then shut that lid, and then I go into meditation. It's like all that other stuff is gone. Like it totally removes me from all that stress, and it's really there's some exercises where you reach back into that. Yeah, and you get something, and, and you take that experience or that thought or that thing, and you can wash away the emotion and, and cleanse it, and then you mm-hmm. put it back in the box. Because if you can always get back in there, and if something ever comes back on that thing again, just cleanse it again. Really I do too, because I do find when you were talking about going to school or going to work and not yeah. getting paid every day. Yeah. That idea that you need to keep doing the work, you need to keep showing up and you'll get your paydays. Um, there are definitely those days where it's like I'm showing up and I'm wanting that payday. <laughs> but it's more like there are these things that I love that analogy of putting it into the box or using that as a tool because I'll have things that are weighing very heavy on my mind. And on those days that I go to meditate, they, they just keep popping up they're right there yeah. and I feel like that's such a useful tool to help you remove them from your mind put yeah. them place them in this box or have that ability to cleanse these things that are feeling very heavy very stressful mm-hmm. 
So I wanted to mention this, and you said something that made me think of it again. That's the whole key here is consistently showing up, right? And like practicing and dedicating your life to this journey. And I feel that a lot of people will struggle with that. They start it and then they stop it. It's kind of like when people go on diets. That's why diets don't work. It's like you start a diet and you can't sustain it. You fall off. And I think it's because a lot of us, and you mentioned something about this the other day, we're addicted to the struggle. And it's easier. What did you say? You said something along the lines of people would rather do more to avoid fear than Oh, for sure. You know, stuff up in there. It's like we're just so addicted to the struggle. I think I believe that struggle is a very learned behavior and it's comfortable. And I was explaining this to my sister yesterday. It's like it, it's like living life on ground level. You're content, you know, some things go wrong, you can be stressed out, anxiety, whatever, but you just you sit here and play on ground level because it's easy <clears throat> and it's comfortable and that's yeah. all you've ever known. Yeah. You can choose to stay there and you can choose to, or and it has to be a choice. You can choose mm-hmm. to like start rising in life and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. But that's like the key takeaway is like, you have to realize that you are probably addicted to the struggle. And in order to get out of that, you have to choose. And that's self-sabotage plays a role here too, because we talk about core beliefs and limiting beliefs a lot on our podcast Mm -hmm. that were given to us as children by our parents, by our teachers, by our peers, by whatever it is. And those limiting beliefs will try to hold you down when you start this journey or when you start oh, anything yeah. to better yourself. Yeah. And if you don't, if you're not consciously aware of that, what happens is you, you you try to hop on this path up and to knowing thyself and learning thyself and growth and involvement and all of the sparkly things. But then those core beliefs will just squash you yeah. unless you're, you're aware of it and you bring awareness to that mm-hmm. and you say, nope, I am choosing to not stay stuck, stuck in the struggle, to not stay stuck and not let my limiting belief hold me back anymore. And that's how you like overcome yeah. the that things that try to pull you down. The yeah. awareness of it and just bringing that consciousness to these feelings and emotions that are, for me, they're like thought patterns. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, when this happens or when I'm around this person, this is how I think, this is mm-hmm. how I feel. And you're just in this autopilot. That's not the way we want to be living our life is in just autopilot getting flung around mm-hmm. by life. We want to consciously choose how we react to those things. And the very first step is that awareness. Right. It's realizing and recognizing this is just a thought pattern. This is not me. It is not permanent. It is something that can be changed. But you can't change something if you don't even know it's there, which so many people do. And now it's like as I'm bringing more consciousness and awareness to my own thought patterns, my own limiting beliefs, my own just habitual way of behaving, I'm also seeing it in other people. And other behavior or in TV oh, shows yeah. that I watch, I'm like, that's one of the beliefs that that character has. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, every bit of what you guys are describing is your ego. Yeah. Right. Even the, even the negativity. Mm-hmm. Cause you think about it and you say, well, let me tell you the burden I've been carrying my entire life. Mm-hmm. Right. Then here's, here's my struggle. And, and it's every bit of this is to defocus you. From learning, right. and what you want to do, it, it, when you can get to a burden-free point, okay, it is the most freeing thing you've ever gone through in your life, mm-hmm. and it, and you'll get there through meditation. You'll get through for you'll mm-hmm. get there through breath work yeah. and mm-hmm. clearing your mind. I think I'm there. <clears throat> I really do believe that. Like when I before I started meditation and all that, I was not at all. 
I was still playing victim mode mm-hmm. and thinking that there were it's burdens and in, in my struggle. <laughs> and then I started diving into all of this. And yeah. I mean, three years later, and I don't. Yeah, it, it is very freeing. You're yeah. right. And it's all about feeling the feelings first, right? So it's like you have to, I had to learn how to feel free and really embody that sense of freedom and live my life as if I were free before I actually, before that reflected in my external world. Yeah. And, and then because I'm playing on that frequency and the energy level of being free, more opportunities and situations flow into my life that allow me to be even more free, Yeah. which is so cool. Yeah. But you know, what's interesting is the deeper that you get into your growth, the harder it becomes because you get more challenges. Because it's like, mm-hmm. you've grown this far, so now I'm going to hit you with more. Your yeah. ego is going to get different and it's going to mm-hmm. get more challenging. And, you know, it's going to be harder to fight off that ego from a daily basis. And it's like, whoa, when I feel like I'm being hit super hard with more challenges, that is when I find that my growth gets accelerated to the next level. Yes. It's like this mm-hmm. ebb and flow constantly where I either feel like I'm growing a lot or I feel stagnant. Mm-hmm. It's never just like this even balance, yeah. which is a little annoying, but it's obviously supposed to be that right. way because, again, it's a daily challenge that it's like, okay, I'm making a conscious effort to do what I need to do mm-hmm. because again like Ron was saying this place is about love I, mm-hmm. I feel like before we get here we make the choice of who our parents are going to okay. be what challenges they have and mm-hmm. what we're going to learn from them and like y'all have different childhoods and yeah. you don't ever really hear from anybody other than one person that I've ever heard in my entire life and that's David Foster who said he had a pretty perfect childhood most people don't <laughs> and it's because we choose to learn these lessons while yeah. we're here and when you at least for me, when I came to that realization, it made my life so much easier because mm-hmm. that victim mode kind of went away because yeah. I was like, this is my choice. I chose right. to do this right. shit. I'm here to do it and I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah to feel so powerless in your life as this victim. Yes. Ew. It's a horrible <laughs> feeling. Yeah. It is a horrible feeling. Yeah. yeah. I've had, see, I've had glimpses of that where I feel like things just roll off my back. Yeah. You know, there are days where I am just so triggered by everything I feel like. And mm-hmm. then I have days and it's actually, I had one the other day. So I'm right now doing, and in this, it's a four week program on Thursdays, uh, two hour breathwork sessions, like a guided breathwork right. session. That's cool. It is amazing. Um, this is week three that we're going into. And the last two, it's been so fascinating. So Thursday nights and the next morning, so Friday mornings, I swear I'm floating through my morning. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I wake up, I get ready. I don't feel that pressure of my to-do list or the things that normally just stress me out or can sometimes trigger me depending on the day, obviously, mm-hmm. but things that can sometimes bother me. It's like just things roll off my back and I just feel this lightness and this flowiness and I go throughout my day and I get everything done yeah. in a way that feels so effortless mm-hmm. versus a lot of times me trying to force it through or control it through or like, I need to do this, 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 and this. And then if I have time, this, 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 and this, and it just never ends. And now that I'm starting to get these really intense feelings of this, what did you call it? Like unburdened. It's, magical yeah okay how do i do this every single day (laughs) well because you're so connected to your body and your evolved woman through all of that she's leading yeah yeah higher ego i love that this is literally the most important thing that you could ever do yeah it is when you everybody's about you know how can i get this how can i get that how about why are we here yeah Mm -hmm. who are we 
we're programmed through marketing. Right. Everything else to be this person. I have to drive a Mercedes. I have to own a business. I have to do this. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It's all distractions because what's important is over here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had days where literally I was like walking through like Costco and stuff in California Mm -hmm. and babies from 50 feet away are looking at yeah, me it's weird. leaning I forward that. crying oh, that's amazing and, yeah. and mother's looking at me like what the hell is going on yeah. and, it, and it, we just look at it and, and that energy yeah for sure they just knew yeah so I'd, I'd walk around and, and well, you it was it was just what's that you have that effect on animals horses just start following you that's awesome like, that's yeah. what is going on yeah I've, had, no. I've walked around my friend's ranch in, in Colorado mm-hmm and he's like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Because his horses would follow me around like, That's like, so cool. yeah. you know, like baby yeah. ducks following its mother. Yeah. Oh, they feel it. Yeah. People all the time will, I'll, I'll, I lead my clients through a little breathwork session at the beginning and the dogs always come. They oh, always wow. come in. And I have a cool story for anybody who's listening who's a parent. There's this dad, actually. I'll have to show you guys if you don't. Do you know the Ohm dad? No. That's what he's known as. <laughs> like on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. Okay. His baby will start crying. He'll just start going, Ohm. And then the baby will just, every single time. So many videos. No of it. So many videos. But so cute. It's where I even saw that. I used to nanny, and I was already in a breath work when I was nannying, and the baby was seven months old, and he sometimes would get to a point where he'd be crying. He would like hyperventilate when he'd cry and he just like have like little baby anxiety attacks and his mom struggled with anxiety. Go figure. Right. Anyways, that's like a whole different can worms. But I took him one day and I was like, okay, I'm just going to breathe. And so I held him in my arms and he was bawling and I just started going. (sighs) And slowly he just declined. Mm. He stopped. He was peaceful. It's energy. They feel it. It is. Yeah. We actually had to do that with Oliver. When, so that. we yeah. adopted him. Mm-hmm. And he... Oh, you did. Yeah. And so the man that had him before died, and he was... I think he was, you know, um, he was struggling. His wife um, had Alzheimer's, and mm. she was the love of his life for 60 oh, my years. Gosh, my and heart. it yeah. broke his heart. Art that she didn't know who he was anymore. And oh so Jazzy loved to drinking and those type of things. And Oliver, the way he was breathing when we got him, it was so sad. He was Short. like, yeah, the wow. whole time. He was shallow breathing oh, from his chest, the yes. stressors, and just like we were talking Constantly. about. So we would put him yeah. in the center of us on his back and we would just meditate. Oh, oh, I love that. And now he's the calmest. Yeah, no, well, look, he's breathing from his belly again. <laughs> so it's like so sweet. You know, oh. it's, it doesn't matter, you know. A living, breathing thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's really we just want to spread it to anybody and everybody who will hear it. I so. know. I think that it's it's really cool though, and I think it's amazing that we're sitting here in today's world having this conversation. You know, mm-hmm. we're not out in the middle of the forest on a week long retreat, like getting into the hippy dippy stuff. Not that that's bad because I'm all for it, but yeah. I just think it's really cool how. We're just having this conversation in your guys' office. Well, and we're yeah. infusing it into our everyday life. Exactly. Again, it's Every not this day. thing that you just go on a retreat yeah. and you do it once. It's something that becomes part of your daily life. Mm-hmm. And just learning, not just learning, but knowing, like you said, it's so important. It's just as important as the other things. So you are the one, and I don't remember who said this, where they were like, I spend 70% of my day working yeah, on my mind no, and my well. mental health and meditation and breath work and 70% of my day and then 30% of my day on my business. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm so much more productive. I'm so much more successful in the right ways because I'm focusing on the things that really matter and that are really going to make a difference. So it was my previous coach, Samantha Scali. She was interviewed by Forbes and she's like a multimillionaire and she's got these amazing businesses. And that's what they asked her. Like, what's your strategy? She's like, meditation. What's your strategy? Breathwork. What's your strategy? Media strategy. I literally like spend so much time. And this is cool. So this happened at the beginning of quarantine. I was still in that program with her and we had this discussion and she was reminding us that she does that. Mm -hmm. 70% of her day is on herself, on her mind, body, soul. 30% 30% is the work and she's got these amazing businesses that sure they make a lot of money, but she's making a massive impact mm-hmm. in this country, in this world. And so another coach got on and was like, Oh, I do 80, 20, 80% is me and putting energy in 20 is my work. And so I was like, okay, quarantine, perfect opportunity for me to finally out. try this Seriously. because I've been, I was kind of leaning into it before, but I was still very much so in that work hard, hustle, to-do list, check them all off. And so I'm like, okay, quarantine, let me lean in. And so I started doing like 50-50. So 50% of my day, I took my morning routines from an hour to three hours and I'd stop and do intentional meditations and walk and my productivity just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Opportunities, ideas, things started okay. flowing in, aligning in. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. Well, and our society leads us to believe that's not the way. Right. I know. Yeah. If you tell people that, they're like, no, that's crazy talk. Yeah. Tell me the real strategy things. And you're like, no, this stuff really yeah. works. But it is. It's it's hard to quarantine. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of craziness in quarantine. But mm-hmm. the silver lining is opportunities like this where mm-hmm. you're like, you know what? I've got this extra time on my hands. I literally have nowhere else I can go. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a shot. And I feel like it's been a blessing and an eye-opening thing for so many people, myself included. Mm-hmm. That's when I took my meditation really mm-hmm. seriously and started doing it every day. Yeah. And then it wasn't even just, oh, I've got to go meditate. It's like, mm, I get to wake up tomorrow morning yeah. and do my breath work mm-hmm. and my meditation. Mm-hmm. And then on my lunch breaks or during the mm-hmm. afternoon, I'm like, you know what? I need a little pick-me-up. I'm going to go do that. And now I'm just, anytime, instead of going to my phone like I used to and scrolling mindlessly, I'm like, I'm going to find a seven to 10 minute meditation, pop that in instead and give myself that little break that I thought I was giving myself by scrolling mindlessly, yeah. which is yeah, roll my eyes. <laughs> Such a waste of time. So stupid. Well, and that goes along with too. That's what I feel like a lot of people think when they think of relaxing, they think of Netflix on food and laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's just numbing, oh, you know, that's is. just numbing, avoiding, mm-hmm. suppressing and distracting themselves from what's really going on it and oh this is so good so do we have time to go into one more yeah okay so i got on this girl and i'm i told my sister yesterday i was like i'm planning on doing an instagram story on this i'm still going to but this is so good so i would post my morning routines on my instagram story for a long time and i did it for like i don't know since quarantine started until i just kind of stopped doing it but a woman replied to me and she said wow, you know, it just really seems like a lot of hard work to live the best life. Can you explain? I get up and I, I, I have coffee and I do my garden and I chill with my husband. And I was just, I was reflecting on it for a moment. And then I'm like, you know, it may look like a lot of hard work, but it's not hard work. This all, these things are all things that put energy into my body and they fill me up and it doesn't feel like work to me. But then I reflected some more throughout the week and I came to a point. So I had struggled with emotional eating and binge eating in the past. 
And I tell people all the time, my demons still come up. I still am very tempted all the time. I mean, I think Joe Dispenza says it takes seven to eight years to actually shift a limiting core belief in your mind, Mm -hmm. which is where the emotional binge eating was coming from. And so I was sitting at my counter and I was having dinner and I knew that there were Reese's cups in the freezer and the demons came in like, Hey, go eat Reese's. I was not physically hungry, Mm -hmm. but the demons wanted me to go eat Reese's cups and I knew in that moment I had enough awareness to know, like, okay, no, this would be emotional eating. Mm-hmm. It would have been so much easier for me to go to the freezer, oh, yeah. grab the Reese's, and just watch my Netflix show and eat. And it would have been so much it. easier. So yeah. much easier. What was harder was getting off of my stool in that moment, sitting on my ground, mm-hmm. holding my body, closing my eyes, breathing into my body, figuring out, okay, what am I actually eating right now? Yeah. What am I actually craving? Because it's never the thing we want. It's right. always the feeling we think the thing's going to bring us. It was not the Reese's that I wanted. So I was like, what am I craving? And I found the the pain, so to say, in my chest. And I'm like, okay, actually, I'm really exhausted. I need some relaxation. And the mind in me wants to associate the Reese's or the food with the relaxation. Mm -hmm. But we all know that that's not, it's not the answer. And every time, every time, and I say this a lot, every time you numb or suppress or you try to fill a need through an external thing, that feeling will come back stronger every time. So it's like the Reese's might have in that moment made me feel relaxed, Mm -hmm. but that feeling of being exhausted and tired will, will come up stronger the next time until I actually sit with it and feel, feel through it. So in that moment I sat, I held myself, I'm like, I'm exhausted. What was even harder was going to the bathtub and cleaning my bath and starting a bath and putting a face bath together. That was all harder. But in that moment I sunk into the deepest state of relaxation and I it was so much more fulfilling Mm -hmm. so it's like yes it might be so much easier to reach for the food and for the alcohol and whatever it is it is harder to live the best life but it is so freaking worth it it is because at the end of the day you didn't feel guilty like you did the wrong thing for yourself exactly you also chose not to stay in the pain body Eckhart Tolle is Mm -hmm. always talking about because we are so drawn to that pain body, at least in my own experience, oh, because that's, that's what sure. I'm used to feeling. Yeah, it's like those and patterns and those default yes, thoughts and actions and behaviors, all yeah. that. But it does take work to take mm-hmm. yourself out of that pattern right. and to get back into a healthier state mm-hmm. of mind. But it goes back to what I was saying before, is like, we can sit here and play at ground level. Yeah, that's fine. That's easy. I could have yeah. been at ground level. I could have went in the ground races. I could have binge out on Netflix and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups that night and stayed playing here. But I'm making the choice, the conscious choice to live my life yeah. up here. I want to keep growing, evolving, and I know that I have to choose to do that. I have yeah. to actively choose. I get to actively choose yeah. because it was so much more fulfilling in that moment mm-hmm. when I took a bath and held myself and felt through the exhaustion yeah. and nourished my body instead yeah, of numbed exactly out with up. sugar and right. a Netflix show. And it's so weird how we think we need to reward ourselves with that thing, whether it's that cigarette mm-hmm. or that candy or whatever. I mean, why the hell do we have that mindset? It's so yeah. weird. Like, I'm going to go reward myself with something toxic? Really? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Right. It's like, it's like what uh, everyone does. It's yeah. like what's shown to us in so many ways. Yeah. I know for what's me. marketed to us. What's marketed to us. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that's a big one for me is the mindless social media. Because yeah. I do a lot of my work on social media, so I'm already there a lot more than the average person. Yeah. But on top of that, it just becomes this instinct. This is embarrassing, but I'll share it anyways. (laughs) But I have to literally move and shuffle around where those icons are on my phone. And I've moved them, and I literally will, but without thinking, go to the app that then has replaced it when I move it. That's how programmed my body and, like, 
addicted or just without even thinking I'm opening the wrong app because that's where Instagram used to be. Yeah. But that's cool though. That's such it's, a great idea. Because that yeah, every time you accidentally click the app, you're like, oh my gosh. Right. Well, and me. it's something that I've really worked yeah. on. Like that was probably, I don't know, timeline exactly. That was a while ago when it was that yeah. impulsive. Yeah. yeah. But, it'll confuse your habits too. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great hack in general. I move my apps too to last yeah. page. They can't yep. be on my home screen. Yep. That's another, it's, yeah, that's what I will yeah. do is usually put it to the next page. So it's like, if I'm going there, mm-hmm. it's not just an immediate click, mm-hmm. but I remember going to whatever app replacement. I was like face palmed, you know, <laughs> idiot. Like I can't believe that my body is that default programmed. Oh, right. Oh, so yeah. it's like, and there's so many things like that. I'm sure that so many people aren't even aware of. And yeah. so again, it comes back to bringing that awareness mm-hmm. to your thoughts, bringing the awareness to your behaviors yeah. so that you can start to shift and change them. Mm-hmm. Because so many people, Sarah, in your example, would just go to the freezer mm-hmm. and start snacking. They would not even think twice. Right. But you're, you were able to bring that awareness to the situation, mm-hmm. to the way that you actually wanted to live your mm-hmm. life so you could make that conscious right. choice to change right. instead of just staying at ground level yeah. and doing what you're all like autopilot yeah. mm-hmm. it's easier to stay stuck in the struggle but it's also a lot more depressing yeah yeah not as fun you're, you're in a hole if you, if you, yeah. then you gotta stop digging yeah. first right so it, right. i was talking to a buddy of mine he's he's a colleague both in science and business of mine mm-hmm. and uh we were talking about the same thing we're talking about here and, and he was telling me that one of the ways that and He's he's an Indian. Of, I have two Indian partners mm-hmm. in some tech companies, and they're both super spiritual. But he was telling me this, uh, and it's, it reminded me of what you were talking about on kind of getting to the root cause of the thought. Mm-hmm. And he, in in engineering, one of the things we do to get to root cause is you'd ask five whys. You know, you'd say, "Well, why did that happen?" And then you'd get that answer. You go, "Well, why did?" that happen mm-hmm. you get that answer and say why did that happen at the fifth why you get to the root of the, of the problem so if you have a thought going on in your head and you're and you're trying it could be i'm going to go get that um that racist mm-hmm. right ask yourself five whys mm-hmm. on why you got why you're going after that racist and yeah. it's going to come back to something like oh okay mm-hmm. i don't think we're doing that yeah and and to me, I thought that's a good that's a good way to break down, yeah. you know, the root cause of what your thoughts are. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's so cool. And it's always going to come down to the root, right? Which is right. the fear thing. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Do you have any recommendations for someone beginning to do the work on the ego? Well, yeah, I think I think first of all. I, I, I would suggest anybody try and figure out that, you know, that, that thought in your, in your head. So it's, it's the, first of all, you got to be able to catch them, but I really like that, you know, just breathing in and trying to get to the next number, try and, and try not to focus, try not to get defocused about anything. Cause that's kind of sets the stage. It shows you where you are, shows you that, yeah, okay, I've got a hill to climb, right? And then from there, um, what you want to do is you want to be able to like level one after that. First of all, like what's this environment, right? So that's the, the, 
focusing on the small and getting to the next breath. Level two would be you're, you're really just allowing everything to happen, even your thoughts. So first of all, I don't control this. And then, okay, so just let everything happen to you. Let whatever thought come in, but recognize it. Like, oh yeah, I'm having a thought about that. Oh yeah, there's, you know, I'm, I'm hearing a sound. And then the next thing you want to do is, it's okay. So that when you're actually thinking about what's going on, the next thing is, it's like you're a greeter at, at you know, you're having a party and you've got, you know, 500 people coming in and you're just, hi, how you doing? You're greeting them. And, but you're not thinking, you're not talking, you're not doing anything. And then you can look at it and say, I'm just going to, I'm just going to recognize everything that's going on, but I'm not going to think about it. And then after that, you're going to look at it and say, I'm going to recognize everything. That, that, then I'm going to try and go from recognizing everything to recognizing one thing. Then you have a single focus. Mm-hmm. And that's where the breath works. That's where the breathing comes in. Mm-hmm. And you focus on your breath. Um, anything you focus on, by the way, is going to disappear. Um, so be aware that while you're, like you can, you can sit, like I'll do this all the time. I sit in a jacuzzi. And I find a star and I will, I will focus on that star until everything goes away except for that star and then the star goes away. And I'm like, Interesting. Um, but that's, that is kind of that progression. Mm-hmm. Um, and then pretty soon you'll go longer mm-hmm. where you will re- you'll be in a state of bliss that you... It's unimaginable how amazing that is. Um, it'll be the best feeling you've ever had um, bar none. there's nothing that will come close to it and when you get to those types of things and sometimes it'll happen to you early um, just to, and I think it's like you're on the right track so you get a prize yeah. <laughs> and then once you get that once you get that prize you're not going to stop right. you, you're just going to continue on and at some point um, the, med- the meditation will let you out when it wants to and you may be in, like, we, we met somebody that was in with four days. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> and literally, days. you could not shake her out of it. Oh, yeah. There were people talking talking to her, like, get, like thinking that, yeah, 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 yeah thinking real. that she was, like, was oh, my God, we lost her. Yeah. But she was in a meditation for four days. That, that was really weird because she talked about the fact that she was, I don't know how much of this I can remember, but... Remember, she was with that guy, and then she she all of a sudden took a five no a gallon jug of water and just downed Whoa. it. And then there was a guy that was in this meditation with her, and she just vomited <gasps> everywhere, and it was like black. Yeah. And he was actually he had cancer, and his cancer came out of her. Like she <gasps> had to extract it for him during yeah. this process. Whoa. It was intense. Was she had she done psilocybin at that point? Was that part of this? Actually, what she had done. <laughs> now, what she, what she had done at the times in her life. Which you guys was, know her. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, no, she's she actually did a. Uh, she's in New York. She did five MEO DMT. Oh, that's what it was. That's mm-hmm. what which it was. That was insane. Was that the frog venom stuff? Okay. Wow. Are you guys familiar with this? I've heard of it. Yeah. It's a, um, it's a Sonoran bullfrog, and they excrete this. Uh, a bufotoxin that it, it is it, a lot of that excretion is 
DMT. And DMT is... We have it, right? We have it when we... Well, your liver creates it. Um, like, DMT is... Isn't... Okay, there is a like, chemical in your lungs, isn't there, with breath... And then breath work can sometimes trigger it. And I think it's one of those... Oh. Three-letter I don't know. 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 I I don't know. 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 I well, yeah. is it when we're born, and then when we die is when our body... It's the only time that our body excretes that on its own, correct? I think, like, when I get out of my body, I think I'm releasing DMT also. Maybe so. That makes I, sense. Because it's, it's, it's crazy. I've, I want to say it was Elena who's leading the breathwork thing that I've done. She's mentioned a drug that we hold in our lungs that can be released during breathwork, okay. deep breathwork. And I want to say it's DMT, but I could be wrong. So it probably is interesting. Okay. I want to pull on one thing that you said earlier before we get too far off. So we always say, and I'm sure that you can agree, what you focus on expands. Because what you focus on, you create more of. Mm -hmm. But then you said what you focus on disappears, which I also see that though, because when my clients experience pain, and I talk about this on the podcast as well, I tell them, and that's what I did that one night. You just, you find the pain in your body. Where is it? Yeah. Hold it, breathe into it, find love in your body at the same time. And then eventually that, that pain's going to disappear. It's almost like when you have a sensation, when you're experiencing a sensation of anxiety or stress, you yeah. hold it, you breathe into it and it's going to dissipate. Yeah. So is that just like different parts? Because what you focus on expands, but also what you focus on disappears. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's a few things that are going on there. First of all, like, um, I'll give you, I'll give you a story. Uh, maybe about a month ago, I, I was working on the back, working on some woodwork and stuff in the backyard and I threw a bunch of wood, this 55 gallon drum. And I, I would never do this. I'd never do this, but I did it. I poured some gasoline on that thing. And, um, and, and, and I know vaporous gasoline is, yeah, I'm a physicist. So I, it, it's not that, <laughs> it's not that I should know better. And I did but I, I walked up with a torch and lit it and I forgot that I had a vent on that thing at the bottom and it shot flames at my leg. Okay. It took all the skin off my leg. It was horrible. Looking. Um, like, shirt, you know? like really gross. The pain was excruciating, overwhelming. Um, and what I did was I just became the pain and you can't, feel it within 20 seconds it was gone and not only gone it was gone for good okay um so that was that focus on on something that went away yeah but you also can focus on like you just kind of figure where you're gonna go in life you might Mm -hmm. you might manifest something right Mm -hmm. and and it can appear so depending on where you're trying to go Mm -hmm. and, and and i think if you Pretty much if you focus, whatever, uh, from what I've seen and what I've experienced is everything that I focus on is disappeared, mm-hmm. which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not sure exactly. I, I, I try and fit everything into my like good game scenario and try and figure out if it breaks anywhere. I, I don't know where that might fit in, but. Um. Well, it's almost, so what's kind of coming to me right now is the idea that we think we need these things or we want these things, but really yeah. it's the idea that you need nothing. Well, what you're trying to do is you're trying to feel better and you're grasping at things. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, um, very wealthy woman. Um, she lives in Minnesota, Minnesota. And she was dating, um, all these guys. She was trying to find a new man in her life and she was dating these millionaires. And she said, Ron, I can't believe how insecure these guys are. And I said, well, when you see somebody that's successful, ask yourself, why are they successful? And what these people are doing is they're grasping for what they think is going to be happiness. Mm-hmm. Like if I had one of these, I'll be happy. And then they get the one that's like, ah, shoot. It must be that it, if I had two of them, I, I will be happy. And then you, it's like, if I had 20 of these, I'll be happy. It's like, no, the happiness is here. Mm-hmm. Start with that. And that's where you, if, if you're focusing on, you know, if, if, first of all, you have to understand what you're not. You're not your car. You're not your clothes. You're not your significant other. I, I know guys that, you know, they're these, they're trophy girlfriends. In California, it happens a lot when there's guys that are with somebody 25 years younger than them. And, you know, you walk around Fashion Island in Newport Beach and you just go, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but what they're doing is they're saying, you know, if I had this, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And you have to watch out for those types of things where you're just literally going, wait a minute, why am I not happy right now? Yes. And that's where you, that's where you got to start this. Exactly. That's literally what our episode's on today. Yeah. I know. That's, I that's this and, 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 and redefining success. Yep. Cause I know you mentioned success and it's like, Oh, and, and we all want to equate success to money so badly, but mm-hmm. that's not it. Mm-hmm. We're my significant other and I were having this conversation yesterday. It's like we listened to another podcast and this guy said, "When you, when you think of what did he say? When you think of success, success has nothing to do with money. At the end of the day, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. We think it does. We think that right. being successful equals money. But we invite everybody to redefine success. What does success mean to you? And this guy saying, kind of what you said. Well, why is that person? Why does that person have?" so much money why is he a millionaire that's what it comes down to that's the success Success. and a millionaire could very well not be successful success to me is to not want anything yeah you're you're blissful Mm -hmm. when you just drop it we drop everything Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that things aren't going to be in your life yeah but you shouldn't want right well and that's that's a good point i think there's like also a fine line there because i also think we are here to experience the world and we're here to experience an airplane and, you know, to be able to see different parts of the world and travel and swimming pools. Like we're, I think that things are here for us to have fun in the game. Yeah. They make the game fun. Absolutely. But like you said, that's a, I love that. You shouldn't, it's just not wanting it, but it will come and you will be able to experience everything okay the world has to offer. But it, you know, yeah. if you're wanting it, you're putting your, yourself all over whatever your experience is. What are you experiencing? Yeah. 
aren't you just experiencing your perspective on that object or right. that experience or that thing or that event? Mm -hmm. Ego once again. I, you know, it, <laughs> there's a there's a difference between absolutely enjoying a sunset and going, oh my God, this is so beautiful. And you're looking at all the colors like, oh, that's a beautiful this and that's a beautiful that. Why don't you shut up? And just enjoy it. Shut <laughs> that thing down. Yeah and become part of it yes and your experience is so much more fulfilling oh, yeah. but people don't get it oh, it's no. like you're, you're if you're walking around you're like, oh my god this is gorgeous it's like shut up yeah. <laughs> stop it become part of it and then then your experience is unbelievable mm -hmm. and people just don't get it because yeah. they don't they haven't tried that they're just like oh let me tell you oh isn't that gorgeous look at that dog wow it's amazing it's like no <laughs> Stop. Mary and I You're literally dropping. did that to the dog both of us. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I laugh of your example of the sunset. This was me, I don't know, two nights ago. We had an incredible, mm -hmm. beautiful exactly sunset. Probably one of the best ones we've had mm -hmm. this summer. And what do I do? It's so pretty. Let me go grab my phone, document it. Yeah. Look at how pretty the sunset is. You, you, know, I, like, you didn't experience it at well, that point, so, right? I mean, yes and no. I literally caught myself. That's why I laugh when you say that because I caught myself and I was like, okay, experience it. I'm putting the phone down. I'm going to watch. I'm going to feel. Yeah. I'm going to breathe Shut right here, off. right now. Yeah. yeah. And I had both. It's like I did what I automatically do. Right. <laughs> but which was better, right? I mean, I think it's good because I honestly did look back at that sunset video that I took a couple <laughs> yeah. times and I was just like, yeah. so stunning. Too, so I do. Sure. I think... I think, but it was more powerful. That's what I'll say is the, the memory right now that I have of the feeling of taking the moment to pause and really yeah. soak it in mm -hmm. and say like, okay, I'm going to be in this moment now instead of just documenting the moment and then playing on my phone and not really experiencing yeah. it because right. I already experienced it through me documenting right, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I do like going to a concert. Yeah. yeah. People are like, you know, filming it the whole time. The like, whole time. Why don't you watch it? Yeah. 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 I'm going to watch my, I'm going to watch my life through this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so I think the moment of there's nothing wrong with wanting to capture those things or right. take photos or take right. videos. That's a good thing to do. But I think it's more important to make sure that you experience and totally. be in the One moment. One feeds your feel. soul. The other feeds your ego. Yeah. Exactly. That's it, exactly. It's okay. It's okay. To, yeah. We are egoic people. Okay? Yeah. There's, yeah. It, it, if I said, oh, I don't have an ego, that's bullshit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you're a liar. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm... And it, and the biggest thing is, I'd, I'd be lying to myself, yeah, you know, so which most people do. That that's where the that's where the true lie happens. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are lying to you, and they just they don't even know it yeah, because they're so doing true. it to this they're guy. So disconnected from their soul. Yeah. Yeah, but so, the soul feeding things. Yeah. You know, it, I'm glad that he said, "Oh Jesus, what am I doing?" You put that down yeah. because then then you get to feel that, and you can still feel the feeling right now mm -hmm. of it, right? Yeah. So you don't. It, it was powerful. Deeper memory there, deeper yeah. experience there. Yeah, that in your soul. is more powerful. Totally. And you can you can go back and refer to that, which you just I can see in your face you yeah. are, or you can look at the picture, right. yeah. which is neat, mm -hmm. but it's not this. Yeah. Another thing is too with that. It's so funny how aligned we always are because I know exactly what sense that you're talking about, and I had such a similar experience. So when you are in the present moment and really being with the sunset, people around you can feel it. And that's when you can even make an impact on others, others, because mm -hmm. same sunset the other night, 
Zach and I were driving back to his apartment and my phone was off at the time. And I noticed the mind in me saying, oh, should I turn it on? This would be great for an Instagram story. Like, this is gorgeous. It was a never feel again. story. And I kept, <laughs> and my mind kept wanting to go back there, but I kept just, nope, I'm just going to enjoy this. Yeah. And there will be more sunsets that I can get pictures of. I'm going to feel this and be with it. And I made him go a different way home because there's like this beautiful um, blueberry farm that there's no trees. Yeah. So you can see the entire thing. Oh, wow. And I was just so with it. And then after we like pulled in and he's like, you know what I love about you? You just have the ability to just be with things and just enjoy them. And he's like, I just felt you taking in every single bit of that. And it, it impacted him too. And that's, that's the cool great. thing is like when you do tap into that soul, that yeah. soul set. I thought about creating, like I was creating titles for a course and people were doing mindset this, mindset this. I'm like, no, it's a soul set. Like let's work on the soul yeah, set. Like yeah. let's yeah. get into yeah. that and get into that soul and get into that embodiment and that presence and that present awareness because when you do that's when you can actually change the world because people mm-hmm. it's everything comes down to energy energy is it, it trumps everything does. yeah that's it when means. babies call you from across yeah, the yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah, when you can start communicating through your energy because sometimes we will do that yeah we don't even talk it's like we know what each other's feeling that. and thinking that is such a cool yeah it's so powerful it is there should be an episode just on like soul connection yeah there's a lot behind that totally people don't realize because they're so wrapped up in the day-to-day that they forget so much about the most important thing Mm -hmm. exactly interesting stuff yeah so good you guys Thank you so much for being here. This Thanks is, for having us. This is definitely an ongoing conversation. I, yeah. There's no way I'm finished with you oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> no way we're finished with you guys. I love it. love it. It's, it's amazing how connected, like like the soul connection that I immediately felt with you before yeah. I even met you in person. Right. Just from reading something that you had emailed. That's yeah. all I needed. Yeah. That to me is it's intense. Energy. Yeah. It is energy. It yeah. absolutely is energy. Yeah. And just think of the fact that we're in this location where there aren't a lot of people yet. That's what we're all working on together. Oh, Not yeah. a lot of people yet with these ideas, thoughts, and feelings. Mm-hmm. But all of us got brought together because our mm-hmm. energies are all on the same playing field. So of course we're going to connect. Well, we all of have, course we're going to be drawn to each other and yeah. connect eventually. Well, we have pure intentions mm-hmm. to make a difference for greater humanity, exactly. and that is exactly what we will do together. Yes, and people are craving it. They are yeah, craving it. You know what? Yeah, I was going to say. I feel like. COVID brought so yeah. much positivity. In my mind, I, it brought a lot more positivity than negativity because it brought families together. Mm-hmm. Certainly it broke families up, but they probably needed to do that anyway. Right. So you can't blame it on that. It's just about right here, right now. And yeah. it caused everybody to stop and Slow focus down. on what matters. I think that this whole, all of 2020, there's, there have been so many things that have happened mm-hmm. that impacted all of us. It's the awakening. Oh, yeah. It's the destroying of the old limiting thoughts and yeah. beliefs and patterns. And it's like, okay, boom, we're in 2020 humans. This is what's up. Like mm-hmm. start digging. Like yeah. this is, let's go. It's go time. You know, yes. we've been, and if you look at past generations too, we've been preparing for this. We've, we've evolved so much Ooh. as a society, but it's oh, like yeah. way back when they didn't even have houses they didn't have cars and, that stuff all had to be built and everything had to be created for us to even get to this point yeah. to have the ability to sit here having this conversation recording mm-hmm. this podcast right so now's our time to really go in on this and 
it's so exciting. It's very exciting. It's so fun to share. When you mm-hmm. learn something that has such a powerful impact on you, to be able to share it to help somebody else make a difference in their life, mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. their day, but their life. Yeah. I mean, to me, that is what's powerful. And yeah. that's what I love about women entrepreneurs coming together and helping each other. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy when women let their ego get in the way of helping another woman entrepreneur. Yeah. It's like, that's so unnecessary. Yeah. Just come together, damn it. And just right. Well, it's all that goes into, and we could have a whole episode on this, the lack, lack versus abundant mindset. Yes. yes. That we have to talk about. Totally. That is so powerful. Yeah. Abundance is a big thing. Right. Yeah. And there's a, yeah. There's, there's levels to it. Yeah, there's where you can For say sure. in some ways you can be very abundant, but other ways you can still be so scarce. Right. And that's, yeah. yeah, when you say that, oh, it like hits home for me because okay. I've had some experiences like that where I'm like, why aren't we coming together and helping each yeah. other? Exactly. Like, this it's isn't so this competition easy. where it's like, no. I win and you lose. It's like, we right. all together. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, yeah, the weird thing is the more you try and protect yourself, um, mm-hmm. the worse things get. Yeah. And, um, the so more true. you give, the better things get. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, you have to take the leap of faith. You literally, you can't, uh, we were kind of having this weird conversation about, you know, fear. And you can't say, I, I will sleep in the dark when my fear goes away. You have to say, I am gonna, I'm going to sleep in the dark. And it's going to show me that my fear is worthless. Love that. So it's so what you're going to do is it's like you give yeah. and and take take the risk. Mm-hmm. And what you're going to find out is the risk is actually protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. That that's my biggest. That would be your biggest fault. Mm-hmm. And when you just start, it's like, what do you need? What can I do for you? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're averaging, everything starts coming your way. Yeah, you become well, a channel for it. You yeah. start to yeah. attract it. It's it's, it's just ever going flow. Yeah, you know, if you're the stop, if you are where it ends, mm-hmm. and you just like take, 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 but yeah. there's no release there. There's no giving there. That's or the opposite is true. If you give, 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 and you don't allow yourself yeah. to receive, it's, it's then it stops. It hinders that energy flow as well. So really? that's, yeah, you give, you really? receive. It's just this little ebb and flow. Yeah. And you keep going up as you do it, and you bring people with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do. So fun. Yeah. So have, cool. have no expectations. Yeah. Just keep, keep riding. Right. I'm so excited to listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, take cool. notes on that. Boys, how do we do? Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, well, before you guys leave, I'll give you some cool tools that you can take. Sounds good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Put some headphones on. Yeah. Yeah. Do some trippy stuff. So. Oh my yeah. god. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. Are we wait, good? so we should, if you're listening to this episode, rate and review Roots Direct Science. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Follow them on Instagram at QPS Essentials. And we yeah. also have a Roots Direct Science Instagram. Yeah. Follow, there Follow at Roots Direct Science. <laughs> Go listen to our podcast yeah. at Her is Pretty. And we also just started an Instagram just for it. Instagram. So at Her is Pretty Podcast. And we have a Facebook page. group. Yep. yep, our Facebook, Facebook group is, is awesome. Lit. And it's very, people really connect on that. And then you can find us on Instagram too at Mary Ashner and at Sarah Jean Harkin. So awesome. Yeah, Thanks, keep you guys. in touch with all of us. And- yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, I love it.